You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Blue Wire. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is Kyle Murray. This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. Jackson, Jackson himself. Look at him dart back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles! He is Houdini! Touchdown! Patrick Mahomes with a rope! Chiefs are Super Bowl champions here in Miami. All right, guys, welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast, presented by Clutch Points and our friends at Blue Wire. I am your host, Blake Lovell. With me, once again, my co-host, Dylan Reagan. This might be our favorite episode of the entire year because, Dylan, this is going to give us some ammunition for the entire season. When we're talking about games week in and week out, we're always going to think back, boy, remember that time in the preseason that I picked the Titans to win the AFC South, and now they just lost to the Texans? Um, look up, look at the, uh, you know, Packers, Aaron Rodgers, just done for the season. He just walked out on the team in week three, <laughs> just all sorts of stuff. Obviously we, we don't think any of that's going to happen, but if it does, uh, this is what we will always refer back to is this episode of the podcast, our season predictions for the 2021 NFL season. And, uh, as we do each year, we will go through, make our division picks. We've already went through, uh, discussed in detail, just sort of a general overview for all eight divisions in the NFL, and uh, what do you know, Dylan? Once we get to our picks, there's going to be a very recurring theme, and we will see uh, if our very well-educated listeners uh, can pick up on that because I think it will not take them very long to realize what the trend is going to be once we start making these picks. Yeah, I mean, there there's a number of division winners that are fairly consensus or close to it at least. Um, so, yeah, uh, unfortunately, we don't have way too many different uh, division picks, but at least it gets a little different in the with the wild cards and ultimately our Super Bowl contestants are completely different, uh, even if they aren't the most uh, unique in terms of what people are picking. But, yeah, no, this is always a fun one. It's fun looking back at previous seasons that we've done this and see how far off or correct we've had. We did pretty well with our division picks last year. I was going back to 2019 real briefly and had some a few misses, but other ones that were uh, on point, um, at least we both had the Chiefs in the Super Bowl a couple years ago um, and last year. So, hey, we've <laughs> nothing too insane with those picks, but hopefully this year will be the year we actually get a Super Bowl matchup and winner correct, at least one of ours. Well, we're going to have a pretty good chance uh, to, I think, have that opportunity based on this is what you're waiting. Like, you're waiting for our Super Bowl picks because this is where we are really going to differ once we get to that. So that's the teaser to get you through this entire episode. But let's start uh, with the divisions. We will alternate. As we do each season, then we'll get into our picks for the wild card and ultimately our pick for the winner uh, of the Super Bowl. Let's start with the AFC East. Um, several years ago, Dylan, this would have been a tougher choice, I think. But at this point, um, it's all about the Bills. And uh, even though the Patriots, uh, we talked about Belichick's revenge tour here, may turn out to be you know, a much improved season for the Patriots. But I just don't think you're going against the Bills right now. Uh, based on where they're at as a team, they were a win away from getting to the Super Bowl last season, and uh, I think it's just set up for them to keep on churning and sort of be right back where they were uh, a year ago. Yeah, absolutely. I so last season, yeah, you picked the Pats. I had the Bills on this one, so I got I got one of them on you at least, uh, even though you ended up getting <laughs> me by the end of the season. But nonetheless, was a believer in what they had been able to do in 2019 as as a playoff team, and uh, did not obviously anticipate Josh Allen to take the the historic jump as we talked about in our AFC East preview episode in terms of just one of the most ridiculous year two to year three in- increases in EPA, DVOA, everything. And uh, I honestly, yeah, I just see the bills being even better this season. I don't see any reason to believe the offense would take a step back. If anything, if they have a better rushing attack, it's only going to help what Josh Allen did. It was crazy that at certain portions of the season, he was really carrying them because the defense wasn't until the second half of the season really didn't come into its own. The pass rush wasn't there as it had been. 
uh, in previous years. I do think they're taking closer strides to being much better on that side again, and that's a scary proposition for the rest of the league. So I think the Bills are not just a contender here for this division, but uh, in the Super Bowl conversation, absolutely. And then, yeah, the Patriots are the one team I really considered possibly here. The Dolphins, I still overall feel pretty good about where they're at. Just want to see a little bit more from two and their own belief in him. I, I do think there's a chance two has a really successful second season here for the Dolphins, but uh, also seeing just that consistency with the defense. I think they have a, a really balanced team just a little bit behind where I feel. I just, the, the Patriots spent so much money as we've talked about on their defense. I think that side of the ball is going to come back to form to be one of the better units in the league. And then their offensive line is so solid that it really helps Mac Jones. I think the Pats they, very much within the realm of possibility that they come away with this division, but uh, I'm going to give the edge here to the Bills, obviously. To the NFC West we go, and um, this is the division that's always very hard to predict. We always say it every year. Realistically, you know, maybe you could probably pick three winners here. I still am probably not of the opinion that you would pick the Cardinals, um, just based on, again, the strength of the other three teams. But, you know, I think we could certainly see a possibility again where at some point during the season we're saying, okay, how do all four of these teams get into the playoffs? Um, remember, you know, with the added wild card and all this other stuff, is it a possibility? Could it happen? Mm -hmm. I think the Cardinals could be decent enough to be in that conversation. But I think, you know, the other three teams are probably going to be the ones that are discussed as the division winner. However, you and I on the same page here, I am <laughs> jumping on the bandwagon. And uh, I think this is just a, a really good year for the Rams to bounce back. We know what the defense is going to look like. Um, and we expect the offense now with, with Matthew Stafford there to really have a chance to perhaps get where they want to go uh, mm -hmm. for Sean McVay in that offense. And so I am, I'm all in on the Rams. Uh, I will tell you too, Dylan, ahead of our fantasy draft uh, in the clutch points league um, already in one of my leagues, I have my stock on the Rams. Uh, I'm pretty sure I may have drafted the entire Rams offense uh, in one of my other leagues because I have got Rams uh, players all over the place uh, in the other leagues that I have. So I'm all in on the Rams and I need them to come through for me here. Yeah, I, I certainly hope so. Obviously, I yeah, I'm picking the Rams to win the division this year. We both have met. We've built, always been on the same page with our picks, which is funny with this division considering how tough it is. And both times we've been wrong. We picked the Rams a couple of years ago, and it was the 49ers. <laughs> and last year we both picked the 49ers. Obviously, that didn't work out. Seattle edged out the Rams. Coming back to the well here, I think yeah, um, I I just yeah, it comes down to trusting that with Stafford and what he's going to do in terms of opening up the playbook for Sean McVay. A lot of the things that they, they had to condense, uh, a lot of their routes to pretty uh, close to the line of scrimmage, and it really helped teams defend them a bit easier by the end of the year, too. I, it's a lot of the – you could see the frustration with McVay as he finally had John Walford come in last year, and now with Stafford, just his ability to throw to all sorts of parts of the field, his ability to make plays happen when things break down, just a lot of different things he's going to bring to that side, and it's just also trust – in their defense staying solid enough. If they're going to win the division, they're going to have to have a jump in offense, but also maintain, even if it's not, you know, the top, uh, you know, their top overall rated defense in the league in terms of overall uh, normal rankings, they're fourth in DVOA on defense. Even if they can stay in the top 10, I think they have a shot to win this division. The one thing that hurts them, they have the sixth toughest schedule projected by football outsiders, the eighth easiest to the 49ers. Uh, Seattle's right there more in the middle of the pack. I, I think Seattle may be running just like last year a little bit too. A little under the radar because if the Seahawks defense improves, which I think it should to a certain extent, uh, and the offense with, with Shane Waldron, uh, who worked under McVay and has same kind of philosophies, I think there's a chance that Seattle ends up being really, really good. Uh, obviously, I think the 49ers, we've talked about a lot on, on the preview episode and just all offseason, all the, all the adjusted games lost to injuries last season. There's reason to believe they'll be closer to the team we saw two years ago than last year, absolutely. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, just giving the slight edge to the Rams just because I do – I think there's more to what we uh, to what McVay's offenses can do, what we've seen the last couple of years uh, with some of the things they're limited by. The offensive line still has some question marks, but, hey, it's – I mean, ultimately at the end of the day, I think between those three teams, uh, I think you can take a coin flip, have them go back and forth round robin, and eventually just get to a random team. It's probably going to be a better chance than just trying to actually guess because they're all three likely going to be right in it till the end of the year. They're going to beat up on each other. I will say – be surprised if any of them get that number one by just based on all the matchups with each other. But uh, it should be a fun, fun division again. And all these games are going to be much, much watch uh, TV. No coin flips needed in the AFC South, uh, because <laughs> I will tell you right now, I would be shocked. Absolutely shocked. 
if it's anyone other than the Tennessee Titans winning this division. And we talk about coming full circle on this podcast. We remember where I was on them a couple of years ago. Now I am, <laughs> you know, I'm certainly buying them. I think it's, it's a mixture of they're going to be really good. They should be really good. But also, I don't think they have much competition in this division. Um, I just my my stock in the Colts is just not very high right now. Um, I just I don't know that they're going to be able to I think put it together enough to win this division. Even though, if the Titans were to slip, you know maybe they don't meet expectations. This is going to be one of those divisions that you know the winner may be what nine and eight. And that may be enough mm-hmm. to get you through, perhaps. If the Titans slip, I don't see that happening. And barring, you know, injuries, that type of stuff, which we know will come into play, I think this is a, a one-team race uh, with team number two. I don't want to say a long way behind them, but I don't. I think there's a lot of ground to make up for the Colts just based on these two teams. So uh, I'm going with the Titans here. And I will tell you, well, if you look down the list here, no, I won't say it's my most confident pick uh, when it comes to every division, but I'll say this one This one feels pretty high up there, I think, just in terms of where things stand. Whenever, Just when you think you're confident in this division, you know what, what can happen. The Texans are going to win this thing, aren't the they? Texans, just yeah. wait. I, uh, exactly. That's basically what it will come down to. No, but I, I, it is a two-team race for me. I would love to see the Jaguars compete. Um, I just don't think they have enough guys on the defensive side to do that quite yet. I think Trevor Lawrence could have a fantastic year and a great fantasy year. But in terms of competing, I'm just I'm going to wait a, a second on that. Obviously, you, if you listen to this podcast, you know how we both feel about the Texans. It's not an uncommon thought to think they're going to be possibly the worst team in the league. So, yeah, it comes down to two teams at the top. I, I still have questions about the Titans defense, but they were really bad last year. and They still won a lot of games, still won this division. Um, I, I, I don't have any reason to really to believe in with, without Arthur Smith there that the offense is going to take a significant step back with some of the talent they brought in and what uh, some of the continuity they have on that roster. I think there's reason to believe that the defense will at least bounce back a bit. So, yeah, the Titans are my pick as well. The Colts, I maybe we are sleeping a tad on them because, again, they just are such a balanced roster overall. I, it's just we don't know what's going to happen, what version of Carson Wentz we're going to get. If we get anything close to what it used to be, then yeah, maybe then at that point with how solid their defense could be, their offensive line and the weapons they have, and I I do trust Frank Reich really at the end of the day to lead that team event like you know over time once they get the quarterback situation figured out. Um, so maybe sleeping on them a bit, but I just at this point the trust factor in, in terms of where they are going to be under center can't really can't really get myself to that point. Always as we put Ryan Tannehill in our top ten quarterbacks list, we're on top of this guy. We know. We know what to expect from him and uh, what the rest of that offense can do. So unless anything goes crazy, yeah, they're maybe not my most confident pick like you said. I've put them behind maybe three other picks that we're going to discuss all in succession coming up here. Um, but other than that, yeah, they're they're one that I feel fairly safe about, which is, again, a dangerous, dangerous prospect with the AFC South. <laughs> yeah, anytime you hear us say confidence AFC South, run the other way because um, that means something wild's going to happen. I'll tell you this, though. I think this may actually be my most confident pick um, when the NFC South, although I keep saying that, but I'm like looking down this list. I'm like, well, there's a couple more on here too that you're going to be feel pretty good about, but the Bucks are the team to beat in the NFC South. I don't think there's going to be a lot of people saying anything otherwise. And I think again, this is where you look at it for me. I think the saints a little bit ways behind the Bucks here. And I don't think the Panthers or the Falcons are going to be in the equation at all. So to me, that makes the Bucks, the defending champions, a pretty easy choice in the NFC South. Yeah, the Tampa Bay for me also easily it has to be the pick here. It's the, they bring all 22 starters back from their Super Bowl team. Probably the most balanced overall roster in the NFL at this point. Not probably. I'd, I'd say they definitely are um, on both sides of the ball. Uh, as the year went on with Tom and that offense, you saw as he's he starting to really learn the Bruce Arians system, he – started excelling even more and more over over time. So easy, easy pick for me. This one's not one we probably have to spend too much time on. I do think we'll talk about the Saints a little bit more when we get to the wildcard area. I don't think picking them to win the division would be that smart, but uh, yeah, there's reason to believe with some of the depth they still have. That defense still should be really good in New Orleans. They're probably the second-best team still in this division. Atlanta and Carolina, uh, maybe if everything goes right, uh, they could have a you know the offense – for those teams takes a spike forward, especially Atlanta is able to run the ball. Defenses get back to more to manageable, even though Atlanta did finish 14th in DVO and defense last year. Every time I look at that, it's 
hard to believe, but I think they're clearly the three and four teams. Maybe one of them competes for a wild card spot, but top of this division, Tampa Bay, uh, you know, not just the, the favorite in this division, but arguably the favorite in the NFC. They have the projected third easiest schedule with their team after, you know, last year they went through a gauntlet at certain times. They were ranking really high in DVOA despite having some losses. I think now with that continuity, with the schedule, there's no reason to believe they won't be uh, possibly the number one seed again, or in, you know, not again, but will be the number one seed in the NFC this season. Yep, I think so too, and uh, we will certainly be talking about them a bit. Once we get to our playoff picks here shortly, over to the AFC West, another division here that um, seems like it's pretty wrapped up. Uh, The Chiefs are going to be my pick, and uh, spoiler alert, they're going to be Dylan's pick as well. I think the biggest thing, and we feel like we've said this past couple years, is... (laughs) What's that What's that next group going to look like in the AFC West? I feel like that's always the conversation. Although it seems like it's a little more clear now, maybe, with the Chargers. Um, and perhaps they will move into that second spot and sort of stay there for a bit. Um, but beyond that, you know, I don't have a lot of expectations for the Raiders. I think I saw somewhere where David Carr picked the Raiders to win the Super Bowl. Um, I know that had to be a joke. Uh, but uh, I can understand why he did it as well. Uh, I understand the connection there, but uh, I am not going to pick the Raiders to win the Super Bowl. Uh, there is another spoiler alert. Uh, so, yes, I will go with the Chiefs, and uh, I think that's another one that feels pretty clear-cut here, uh, barring a significant injury. Yeah, the Chiefs are the easy pick here. I think, obviously, all the additions they made on the offensive line, there's reason to believe, even without those, depending on who they're facing, they'd still be fine with what Patrick Mahomes can do with the talent they have. Um all the skill position guys, as long as everyone kind of stays healthy, and even if they get banged up at certain times, they're the, they're the, the pick here. The defense still not fantastic, um, still concerned about some things, but they, you know, they're they're at least decent. Um, but even if they, you know, going back to 2018, they had one of the worst defenses in the entire NFL by DVOA and still finished uh, with the number one seed in the AFC as they have for each of the last three seasons now. So. It's uh they're they're the easy pick there, um, but uh, yeah, in terms of other teams, this division, I, it's it's interesting. I think that's where the intrigue here does start. How do we look at which teams do have the best chance of possibly competing if things for the Chiefs, you know, do regress a bit? They were so good in one score games, and uh, they might not have the same exact record as last season, but still think they'll be one of the best teams. I I think as we'll get to shortly, I think the Chargers just because of the Justin Herbert factor, what Brandon Staley is going to be able to bring to that defense over time. And with the improvements along the offensive line, bringing Corey Lindsley especially, there's reason to believe the Chargers are in a really good place. I, the Raiders are concern me maybe the most. They're probably the most volatile in terms of uh, their defense. I don't know if I'd really trust that Trayvon Morrig is going to be enough to take that secondary up to another level in some of the additions they made. Maybe they'll be a bit better. But some of the over, you know, the turnover at, on, along the offensive line has me a bit concerned. I, you know, more so than Raider fans that get really frustrated with. Derek Carr, I do believe he's a really good quarterback, but um, uh, if he doesn't have the offensive line that he's had the last few seasons, if he doesn't have that kind of play in front of him, it could spell some issues there. So that's the the Raiders just have a lot of questions. A lot of questions are going to have to answer yes to. Otherwise, they're going to probably be kind of in that same area ballpark they've been <laughs> the last few years around 500. And then the Broncos. I mean, I, I want to believe in the Broncos. I did want. To, you know, mention them maybe above the Chargers here, just because that defense for them going to be so good. With the, even though still really upset to think about what they could be uh, if they drafted one of these quarterbacks. Obviously, Patrick Sutan fits so well into what they want to do, um, and, and basically provides that last piece of the defense along to what Fangio had back in Chicago in 2018 with how dominant that team was. I do think he has kind of those same pieces to make this. They really should have a great uh, defense this season. I just don't know enough about the offensive line and the quarterback play to really be convinced yet that they're a, a contender. But I think they're they are one good quarterback, situ- you know, away from possibly being along the lines of a contender in the AFC, uh, not just the AFC West, but yeah, the Chiefs definitely the pick here for the division. Yep, the Chiefs are the pick for the AFC West and the NFC North. I think there's another one that feels pretty clear cut. Um, we're We think we're on the Justin Fields hype train, but that's not significant enough for me to pick the Bears to win this division. I'm going to go with the Packers. Um, You know, I think last year, did I go with the Vikings last year? I think I may have. Um, That didn't work out too well. We we both went with the Vikings last year. Yeah, so I'm not going back to that well. So, (laughs) um, so yeah, that's that's not going to be the case. So 
I will pick the Packers here. And uh, this we talk about revenge tours. I'm going to go with the Aaron Rodgers revenge tour here. I have, to, I have something to prove. Uh, I'm not going to bet against that guy in that scenario. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the Vikings have, I mean, last year I didn't think it was an unreasonable pick. In 2019, I picked the Packers. I guess, yeah, they did win it that year also. Um, probably should just have stuck to the Packer train last season. But nonetheless, Minnesota right now, the defense, they, they're – that, you talk about a wide range of possibilities. They, you know, want to believe in Mike Zimmer, want to believe in some of the guys they've had in store, different additions they've made. But I still have a hard time, you know, with what they did last season and really, really fell back to, uh, you know, being one of the worst run defenses in the NFL, pretty middle of the road against the pass, which is just not what we're used to with Mike Zimmer. So, you know, they fall, they were fourth in, in 2019 in defensive DVOA all the way to 18th overall last season. That, that concerns me. The offense still, the offensive line, you know, it, they're, they're going to be fine on offense if they stay healthy. They obviously have one of the most dynamic playmakers in the league in Dalvin Cook. But I still think I, – I just don't have that trust in them. I think they're still kind of a middle-of-the-road team. And then obviously the Lions need some more time before they even get mentioned too much in this conversation. And the Bears, I another team that I, I think the defense has a chance to take a step back up to being a top-10 unit. Um, but the offense, I still – we'll see how quickly Justin Fields gets thrown in there. And even then, it's still a lot to ask rookie quarterback to play like some of the rookies we've seen recently we've been kind of spoiled by rookie quarterbacks the last few seasons and to the point where we were so we just expect them to immediately step in and be amazing I, I think that's happened a bit too much with Tua uh, given that he still performed higher uh, in, in terms of DYAR than the average rookie over the first rounder over the last 25 years it's um, so I, I think fields can be solid and I think there's reason for Bears fans to be excited but I'm not going to put them quite in that conversation yet. The Packers, easy pick here. Best offensive DVOA last season. I have no reason to believe they won't be still great on on that side. They lose Corey Lindsley, but the offensive line overall, we saw some of the guys, they just they just keep drafting guys in like the fourth, fifth round that are incredible and continue to produce. And even though you, I mean, we saw what the, they had a couple injuries to the right side of the line and going into that NFC title game against the Bucks. Still, they got some pressure, obviously, to Aaron, but nothing like what we saw a week later with just as many injuries to the Chiefs' offensive line. We saw how they got completely dominated. I think Green Bay is really solid there, and I think there's reason to be optimistic about the direction the defense is going. Uh, last season finished 17th in DVOA, but I think with Joe Barry coming in, some of the things he plans, at least sounds like he plans to, kind of bring over from the Rams regime, from the Brandon Staley. Joe Barry's been around the block and he knows he's learned a lot of different things from a lot of different defensive coaches. I think he's going to implement a lot of those different ideas, but some of the same stuff we've seen with the two high safeties and the Packers roster on defense. It's not that they don't have talent. They, I mean, they have really a Kenny Clark's a, a baller. They obviously still have Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith. I think their safety tandem between Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos is arguably one of the better ones in the league. Uh, it's just that second corner spot, as we've talked about, still have Kevin King there. Obviously, Jared Alexander has turned into one of the best corners in the league. I, I just think there's a chance if they, with a little bit of a different philosophy, that this defense could be really good, and that makes the Packers, again, not just the, uh, the favorite in this division. I feel really good about them winning this division, but I think there's a good chance that they'll be right there along Tampa Bay. Those two teams, for me, are at the top of this uh, conference. I think they're a uh, very good chance we're going to see them meeting in the NFC title game once again. Yep, I think there could be a very interesting scenario uh, there with that, and well, if you've been listening to this for 20-plus minutes and you've wondered, are these guys ever going to disagree on anything? Well, it finally happened, Dylan. We finally get to our seventh of eight divisions, and we are going to actually be different here. Um, so, hallelujah, it's finally here, and uh, I am going to stay on the bandwagon that uh, seemingly I've been on for two years. We know a couple of years ago it didn't work out too well. Last season, uh, it eventually did work out well, although I don't think I picked them to win the division last year. But I still believed, I think, that the Browns were going to take a big step forward. They did. And so I am now going to pick the Browns to win the AFC North. I just think that they found something last season. I feel like that's going to help them here moving forward. And so even with some pretty stiff competition, I am going to go with the Cleveland Browns to win the division. Hey, I, I'm all for it. I initially had the Browns on here. I, I picked them to win the division in 2019. I was a little too early to be on that bandwagon. Last year, I picked the Steelers. Oh, they did. Yeah, they did win. You had the Ravens. So, we, we I mean, really good division there. Uh, this one right there, probably with the NFC West in my mind, in terms of you have three 
possible contender contending teams at the top of the division. For me, I just I'm, I'm worried about the Steelers. Last year, they had one of the easiest schedules uh, in the league. They're projected to have the second toughest by according to Football Outsiders. That that is a huge drastic change, and it really does have an impact on by the end of the year when you're you're facing. Well, last year they faced the the NFC East. Uh, so I mean, it just to go into any division after that's going to be much tougher. And uh, for the Steelers, I just the offensive line is still a really big concern for me. So I'm not really for me. It really did come down to the Browns and Ravens. I, the Ravens had a tough schedule last year. They went through, fought back from a lot of adversity, lost a lot of close games, and uh, so I, I really think the Ravens still have a ton of talent. They you know lose guys like Matthew Judon, and I think that. Uh, they don't have, as we're so used to the, the Ravens just funneling in guy after guy, drafting fantastically, and they have drafted well, but I do think maybe some of the turnover might hurt them. They might not be quite as strong. I still have them winning the division this year, just slightly over the Browns. I'm really excited for the Browns. I think, you know, their offensive line, arguably the best in the league, I think, and opposed to what some people that have hated on Odell think, I think he's going to add another element to what Kevin Stansky can draw up, another year for him in that system alongside Baker, I, I just there's reason to believe the offense will be really good, and I think the defense they they made so many additions there, and I know that's such a question mark. They've had so many injuries, so many guys out with uh, you know according to COVID protocols, it was just constant last year on that side, and uh, I really do believe they made some great additions in the secondary. Guys that have been hurt or out with the COVID protocols being in there will help, and their def and their defensive line is really strong. They still have Miles Garrett, one of the most the frightening guys on the on the front line there so i uh, yeah man i i think Jer uh, jeremiah cormoa could be pretty solid too possibly uh, immediately making uh plays for them at, at linebacker so man i i think there's a chance the browns are really good i just want to see it a little more and I, I still have trust in i i think uh with lamar you'll see a little bit closer to what we saw in his mvp season than last year somewhere in the middle but maybe a little closer to that and I think that'll be enough for the Ravens to ultimately win this division. But another one for me that was really, really tough, as I mentioned. I had the Browns initially, and I want the Browns, you know, I have a soft spot for in my heart for Browns fans. I have some friends that are Browns fans that um, will definitely be rooting for them. Uh, but at the same time, I, I think the Ravens are just really that good and a team that possibly, you know, they're, they're projected to have the best record uh, in the AFC by football outsiders, just barely slightly over Kansas City so that shows you really this still has uh, at the core of this team they still have a ton of strength and should be considered a, a true contender in the AFC back to reality because uh, we finish up with the NFC East and uh, yes we're going back on the same bandwagon again I'm going back to it we all remember the infamous Dallas Cowboys the Super Bowl pick last year yes that was me and uh, that was quickly changed with Dak Prescott's injury uh, there was no chance of that happening pretty much right off the bat. Um, I'm not going to go that far this year, as you'll see with my Super Bowl picks, but um, I am going to pick the Cowboys to win this division again. I just This is one where I'm intrigued by Washington, and I think ultimately if we look back on mm -hmm. this, I may look back at Washington and say, well, I'll go ahead and spoil it. Why did I not pick them to win the NFC East yeah. or make the playoffs? I think that's going to be the one team I'm going to look back on and and maybe regret not putting in either of those two. Uh, but I just think, you know, the Cowboys are going to bounce back here. I think they're going to be pretty close to unstoppable on offense um, <laughs> if Dak's okay. And, yep. you know, whatever happens on defense, it is what it is because I think they'll be able to score a lot of points. Um, and so I just I feel much more confident in picking the Cowboys, even though, like I said, I could really see Washington uh, doing this again here. Yeah, it's. I had Washington initially. I switched to Dallas here. It's. It's another one that's really, really tough for me. I think I'm just not. You know, I'm, I. I like Patrick Graham and what he did with the Giants' defense last year. I just have not a ton of faith in that offensive line. They have not drafted insanely well, or some guys that need to step up there. I do think the defense for the Giants could be pretty solid, but not as sold on them. The Eagles, I think, are more of a work in progress. So there's things to be excited about. Really excited, obviously, to watch Devontae Smith and what he's going to be able to do for that offense and. I think Jalen Hurts still has a chance to be pretty dang good. So I, I there are teams that are that, and both of those that have things I'm excited to watch, but I just don't put them quite on the level of Washington and Dallas for very different reasons in terms of Washington's defense and Dallas's offense. I on the on the flip side, I, you know that that was initially why I had the Washington picked. I think their defense still has a chance to be a top five unit in DVOA again, and I think with Ryan Fitzpatrick back there, we've only seen him 
elevate every offense he's been in lately. Um, he just seems to be getting better over time. If he can stay on the field, I, there's no way they finish 32nd in pass offense DVOA again. Um, I, I think if they take any sort of jump, then at that point, you're talking about a team that uh, could be pretty dang good. Like you're saying, they're, they're gonna, they might be one that we look back and be like, that shouldn't have been as insanely difficult because of Dallas's defense. They're, they've just been a, a wreck, uh, really, the last couple of years, especially last season. I know it's tough to, to for them to really uh, put out a lot with um, with some of the quarterbacks that they put out there on offense and the situations they put that defense into. Um, so I think there's a chance they rebound. I'm just, at the end of the day, I think the offense, like you said, is, is going to be really, really good. They still have talented defenders. I think Micah Parsons could become a, a, a difference maker in terms of his ability to fly around and defend basically anyone in the middle of the field and help them stop some of the things that were really hurting them last season. Obviously, they would have loved to get one of those corners at the beginning of the draft. They were surprised, obviously, uh, when they traded back um, just because of what the Broncos and Carolina did with taking J.C. Horn and Patrick Satan. So, uh, I still have questions in that secondary. It's uh, it's going to be a lot of good fantasy football games. Talk about a team that I so far in a, I've in one of my drafts did draft a couple Cowboys. So banking on that offense being really solid. Um, and I think it's I think it will come down to them in Washington at the end of the day. Just depends if Fitzpatrick. You know, yes, I don't think they'd be the worst pass offense in the league again in Washington. But how much can he elevate them? That will make a big difference. Two teams that are just so different stylistically. Um, I'll give the Cowboys a slight edge, but again, yeah, this could be one we look back and Washington cruises to, you know, probably the only, you know, if they win like 11 games, they'd probably easily win the division. I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility for Washington. Uh, both teams that projected Dallas is projected to finish better than Washington. So uh, by about a full victory, according to football outsiders. So we got that on our, on our side, they have the ninth easiest schedule in Dallas. Washington has the fourth tough or sorry, 11th toughest. So, we have a few things on our side here, Blake, with this pick. I think we're there's a, we, there's a chance we'll be we'll be all right this time. As long as we don't pick up to go to the Super Bowl, everything should be okay. Um, not going that route again, unfortunately. Although, listen, if I'm if we're giving our fantasy predictions for the season here, I would I would invest in a lot of Cowboys. Uh, I will say that. Unfortunately, I don't have I don't think I have any. I actually, have Tony Pollard in one of my leagues thus far as a as an insurance policy. Um, but that's it. So I need to I need to get more Cowboys. Uh, I've got a two spread out. With the Rams and the Dolphins, by the way, I've got a lot of Dolphins um, on my my fantasy teams thus far. So there's there a little, there's another little uh, fantasy tidbit for you. I think there's a lot of options there, although that may not be a good thing when it comes to fantasy. Uh, all right, again, if you want to hear uh, a lot of echoing, here you go, because we're going to our NFC wildcard <laughs> picks, and well, they're all the same. Um, this is where I think the Washington aspect we just talked about it. There's no reason to get back into yep. it even more, but. I mean, this was the one team that I think for both of us that we, we left out of this equation uh, and really felt like that they were the next in line here. And I probably, you know, on another day, maybe decide to slide them ahead of the Saints <laughs> just because I think there are some unknowns with the Saints, obviously, given, you know, Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, those kind of things, two people who've been a big part of their success in recent years. Um, it, it's certainly a changing of the guard there. So I think it's it's understandable to be – a little hesitant on the Saints, but I still think overall they've got a lot of talent and uh, it's hard to leave them off this list. So, Dylan, I guess I'll go ahead and spoil it. We're going 49ers, Seahawks, Saints as the, the three teams here and uh, I think Washington. And like I mentioned, I think maybe mixing and matching the Cardinals perhaps, uh, another team that could be in that conversation, although, as we know, um, getting all four teams in. Uh, a very hard task, and so I will stick uh, with the 49ers, Seahawks, and Saints, as you will in this group. Yeah, those six games against those teams in their division, I just, Arizona, for all the good things they've done, I still don't believe that the defense is that great, and the offense still, by the end of the year, it's not uh, one of the top DVOA units. They were all the way down at 19. That's pretty brutal, given what Cliff Kingsbury is supposed to bring. So the Cardinals, I didn't really consider them as long. I won't be surprised at all, because Kyler's amazing, and I think there's a chance that those things, they, they figure it out. The defense rebounds a little bit more, and they do compete for a playoff spot. The Niners and Seahawks, for me, were two of the easier ones in terms of just, obviously, I, I think they both have a chance, if, if everything goes right, to be uh, win the division and possibly compete along the lines of the Packers and Bucks at the top of the, the, the uh, conference. I think the 49ers defense, with everyone healthy, could rebound and be a top unit again. They're projected to have a second-best defense, according to Football Outsiders. That might be a little optimistic in my mind, but 
I still think they'll be solid there. Uh, you talk about Seattle going to have a, a top offense as well, even if the defense is more middle of the uh, pack. I think there's a chance that Seattle's offense is really, really good again. Anytime you have Russell Wilson, there's reason to believe. So, yeah, it really came down to the last team. I considered the Vikings and the Saints and the and Washington were really my top three. And then before when I had Washington pick for the division, Dallas. Um, I, I still believe in New Orleans' defense. I still think they're going to be a top five to ten defense in the league with all the talent they have, with the coaching staff they have. I just believe in, in Sean Payton also. And I, I know it's Jameis Winston, and we haven't seen – uh, the most efficient seasons, we've seen a lot of yards and a lot of points, but a lot of interceptions, obviously. But I, I think there's a chance with Sean Payton in his year, with the, the offense that they're going to be running, with some of the things they're going to be able to bring back to that Saints offense that we saw from, you know, back when Drew Brees, before all the shoulder injuries, back when they were, he was able to let it fly deep down the field. I think there, some of those elements are going to come back. I think there's a chance, yeah, the Saints are, there was a point where I really didn't think I'd pick them here. And the more I looked into it, the more I, Looked at the roster still, the coaching staff. I just trust that that group enough. Uh, the Vikings, uh, again, I maybe my second closest one, or maybe my closest one here, uh, really. I, I do think there's a chance Minnesota still has a, a really good offense if the offensive line can hold it together. Uh, they have been really balanced in the top 10 offense in DVOA pretty much every year the last few years under Kirk Cousins. I just, you know, it, it, when things get tough, he's not exactly the best guy of improvising, um, and I you know, as good as I think Dalvin Cook is, I just really don't believe in that defense quite yet. I've, it's a weird thing that I've, for years and years I've been so on top of, really enjoyed watching the Vikings defense. I think there's still more of a middle-of-the-pack group. Add in them having the seventh toughest schedule, whereas the Saints have, I think, more like the tenth or tenth easiest. Those kind of things, for me, ended up being a factor where I could see the Saints just overcoming the Vikings by a win or two and ultimately uh, getting that last wildcard spot. All right. AFC wildcard. Um, we are going to be a little different here, but some of that's going to be dependent on the fact that we did make a different pick in uh, the actual AFC North, but we're also going to have uh, different picks for our third. I mean, I guess it's not really any order, but um, for our third AFC wildcard here, uh, I'm going to go with the Ravens, um, who you picked to win the AFC North, and of course, that's going to flip for you, for you to pick the Browns. Uh, so we're, we're going to get both of those teams in. Uh, we're also both going to get the Patriots in, which, um, as we said, I think the Patriots will find a way to get in there. And then, Dylan, this is where we differ uh, on the last team here in our group of AFC wildcard. I'm going to go with the Steelers. Um, I yeah. think that there is just something I like, the makeup of the defense, of course, I have some concerns about the offense, um, certainly. So, you know, Big Ben's a year older. We've talked about that before. Uh, but I just think the Steelers will find a way to get into that conversation and maybe sneak in there um, as well. So I'm going to go with the Steelers, and that's going to leave you to pick another team, which uh, we talk about full circle here. I think this is really coming full circle. For you to pick this team to make the AFC wildcard uh, category, uh, it's quite something, and this is going to be the soundbite we're going to clip and look back on if this team just completely disappoints once again because uh, this is your theme. You've talked about it for two years now, and uh, yet you're going to have some confidence that they're going to finally turn things around and get it done by making uh, the playoffs here. Yeah, I'm going against my instincts here. I had to be a little <laughs> different with at least one pick because – even though, yeah, the Browns, like you mentioned, for me, I, I I barely didn't pick them to win the division. I still think they're going to be really good. Have them first, um, and then the the Patriots. I'll talk about them in a sec. But yeah, for this last one, I I just was like, you know, I felt like if I picked the Dolphins, I'm like they're good. They they barely missed the playoffs last year. They still have. I still really believe in their defenses. I've talked about and what the culture that Brian Flores has instilled there. I, I think of Denver kind of close here, just because I think that defense can be really good if the offense is just middle of the pack. I think they'll be in the conversation, but and even the Colts. Uh, but against my against my inclinations to to just believe in the dread that these these poor fans have endured over the years, I do think there's a reason to believe the Chargers will be at least contending for a playoff spot. I have them making it here um, just because trying to be, again be a little bit different, try to try to have some fun with this. But I I really do believe that within a year or two. The Chargers should expect to be a playoff team. I think they still, again, need uh, to, a little bit of overturn on the defense to really fill in some of the things that Brandon Staley wants to do. Although, at the same time, he's a coach that's really flexible to his his personnel. 
I do think their secondary has a chance to be really solid. I think we forget how, you know, just basically haven't seen him on the field for a couple of years. I think Derwin James, just his having him out there is going to be such a difference for that unit overall. He's, he's really he's just so, so good. One of the best safeties in the league. So I, I think I'm, I'm really intrigued to see what they do on that side of the ball. But I really do believe in what they did on offense. You looked at all the things they did last year with out a great offensive line. Now you bring in Rashawn Slater from Northwestern with the draft pick. They're probably – felt ecstatic that they're like it kind of fell to them the way the draft went you bring in Corey Lindsley they also still have Brian Balaga I think there's a chance this line is pretty solid and then yeah they have great skill players uh it's still a great uh, group of running backs and obviously it just comes comes down to Herbert another year of progression I maybe maybe it's just because I read that uh, Mina Combs profile and Justin Herbert maybe I'm too into the idea of him becoming <laughs> you know being one of the better quarterbacks young quarterbacks in the league um, maybe, and as I've already alluded to, I, there's, I know that it, it, this won't happen. They'll, they'll definitely still lose a bunch of inexplicable games on missed field goals or special teams errors in general. The defense will have a, a few bad weeks, and at the end of it, they won't end up here in the in the postseason. They do have uh, the ninth toughest schedule projected by Football Outsiders, which is not something Miami and Denver have some of the easier schedules uh, based on projected records. So. This isn't exactly a, a full following my instincts. If I did that, I would be constantly just picking the, the favorites <laughs> because it, yeah, you, you can really buy into different things. And as you look at our division winners, quite a few of these were are the odds-on favorites or teams that have won in recent years. But in this case, this is just more of wanting the Chargers and, and their fans, the, the four fans that have to drive up here that have stuck with them despite their move to Los Angeles, even though they should be, still be playing in San Diego. Um, I yeah man I I just think there's a chance that they're going to be pretty special on offense and the defense will be good enough under Staley too and I really do believe also in his attention to detail the things he sees they're going to implement parts of the the Saints offense uh, they bring in Lombardi from he spent most of his years under uh, under Sean Payton in that in that system there uh, with everything they've been doing in in uh in New Orleans so I think there's a chance with the way that the attention to detail the way that these coaches I you know saw it uh, week in week out with what the Rams defense did last year, I just think there's a chance the Chargers are at least good enough to sneak into the into the postseason. But I won't be shocked if they if they cruise to like a, a ten and seven record, which should be enough to get in. I I think they have that talent. They just need to be a little bit better in those close games because they've they've been even. We always talk about how teams usually go if they're really good in one score games. Usually that progresses back to the mean. Or conversely, if really bad in one score games, usually over time that kind of evens out. The Chargers are the one team that every year seems to defy that and just continue to be crappy in one-score games. Maybe this is the year they finally figure it out, and I think they have the quarterback and the coach to make that happen. Keeps that Rams-Chargers Super Bowl a real possibility. So um, Rams, Chargers, L.A. Oh, boy. The ultimate uh, showdown, perhaps, there. But uh, neither of us are picking that matchup uh, in Super Bowl 56 as uh, we have picked two completely different ones, as we said earlier. That was the big hook. Uh, that we were going to be completely different. And what do you know? We're going to go back to where things left off um, not too long ago from last season, and we're both going to do it in different fashion. Dylan, I'm going to be the boring one of the group. I'm going to go right back to where uh, we left off uh, in Tampa with the uh, Bucks and the Chiefs, except I'm going to flip it. I'm going to pick the Chiefs, 27-24, over the Bucks. Um, going back to the Chiefs. I'm pretty sure every year since we started this podcast, yep. I picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Um, so I'm just going to continue to do this every single year probably. Just go ahead and bark it down for next year. I'm picking the Chiefs. Um, I I just think that they are going to bounce back here. It's just so hard to pick against them in these types of scenarios. I I just think they find a way to get there. And if it is against the Bucks, which I told you, I'm just I found it hard. I tried to go elsewhere, but I just all the all the players they have coming back. Um, it's just so hard for me to keep the Bucks out of this pick before the season starts. So I will be boring, and I will go Chiefs 27, Bucks 24. Man, so yeah, this it comes in full circle. Not just because of these are the last four teams, but <laughs> I picked my two teams to make last year's Super Bowl, both of them lost to the Chiefs and Bucks. So, yeah, I have the Packers and Bills. I uh, thought briefly about putting the Browns here, actually, but uh, another one where I'll believe it when I see it. I think, as I talked about the Packers, I think there's a chance their defense is really good, or at least, you know, significantly better than last season. That could be enough with the dominance of their offense to get over that hump. There are obviously just a few plays here and there from making the Super Bowl last year 
Uh, I think with Rodgers in his last year, maybe or most likely his last year in Green Bay, there's a chance they, they figure it out and he stays. But I, that urgency could play into it. I know that can cause a little more pressure. But I just believe they're going to be really, really good. And at the end of the day, it comes down for me to them in Tampa. As much as I hope the Rams or and I do believe that the Niners and Seahawks have a shot, um, I think those are the two best teams in that conference. And I'll, I'll give the Packers a slight edge. And then, yeah, I have Buffalo here. I, it comes down to kind of one of the things I, I talked about in terms of them being carried at certain points last year on defense. They finished 12th in defense of DVOA. I think there's a chance they're a top three defense, really, again, as they have been. In recent years, I've really talked about a culture and a coaching staff and Sean, McDerm- uh, Sean McDermott and Brian Dable and what they've been able to do. Couldn't believe more in that in that group. And I think at some point we had to pick a team other than, in, in the AFC other than the Chiefs to make the Super Bowl. Yeah, both of us each year have picked the Chiefs to make the Super Bowl. So now this is the first time we haven't had an AFC team uh, or one of our AFC picks be the Chiefs making it. So I have the Bills getting there. Unfortunately, for their sake, I have them going to a a franchise record of 0-5 in the Super Bowl. I have the Packers edging them out here 34-28. I think that would be a fantastic matchup between two defenses that are going to rise up this season. Obviously, two of the best offenses and passing offenses in the NFL. Maybe even a higher score than that's possible, but I do think the defenses will be pretty solid. And I'll, so I'll give Green Bay the, the slight edge here. Um, another one, though, watch out for the Pats, man. Just, just what if, <laughs> it, you know, I think there's they have the easiest schedule according to football outsiders in the league. I think there's a chance they are pretty damn good on defense, and if they do enough on offense, uh, I'm not doubting Belichick ever, as we've talked about. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll go with the Bills here, slightly over the Chiefs and even the Browns, the teams I p- predicted possibly to, to get to this point. I think the other team I would pick in the scenario, kind of that wild card team, I would not, not in a sense that they're going to be a wild card pick, but the wild card team, I think, to win the Super Bowl, I, I would actually pick the Rams, I think, would be the team that I would go with. Because um, wouldn't that be quite something, right? To have the Bucks win the Super Bowl in Tampa, Rams turn around, win the Super Bowl in LA. Um, so that would be something. Um, I'm all about the, the trends and the possibilities there. And then Dylan, uh, to wrap it up, the one team that I do not have in the playoffs and you have to pick one too. We didn't do this last year, but I'm putting you on the spot here. The one team that you did not pick to put in the playoffs that you think has the best chance of winning the Super Bowl, even though the chance is going to be very minuscule and a very, very low chance. (laughs) I'm going to go with the dolphins. I think the dolphins is the team that I would pick of that group, to be honest with you. I, I had a really easy one for this if you had done it last year because last year I didn't pick the Packers to make the playoffs. That would have <laughs> yes. easily been my pick immediately. I've been like, well, yeah, they have Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure, they'll be the, they're probably the best odds. And sure enough, they almost did make the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I mean, just looking at the list of teams I don't have in real quick. Like it's, it's probably what? Dolphins, Colts, Washington, Vikings, um who else? Yeah. Steelers? You don't have the Steelers in, right? I don't. I I really. Yeah, Steelers are probably the the slight favorite here yeah. in terms of if the offensive line can be pretty solid. I think they might have still the best defense in the league. So I'll, I'll go with the Steelers by a slight edge. But to make it like a little more fun to the spirit of this uh, outside, because Pittsburgh's probably a team that you know I won't be shocked at all if they make the postseason. Um, I'll go with the. I, you mentioned them just now, the Colts. Like if if Carson Wentz is even middle of the pack i think they they really do have such a complete roster and i love the coaching staff and everything they've built otherwise that there's a there's a chance the colts are pretty dang good um yeah. and things go their way so I'll, I'll go with indianapolis as more of the wild card one but pittsburgh probably as you uh, for reasons we kind of mentioned there's a good re- there's a good chance there'll be a playoff team and from there anything can happen so yeah yeah i don't feel good about my dolphins pick but uh maybe that's more <laughs> hope than anything because i will tell you right now I'm currently wearing a Dolphins shirt, uh, which oh, um, nice. maybe that has uh, inspired me here uh, to do this. But, uh, yes, uh, so we'll see. I uh, would, not, would not put any bets on those uh, teams outside of the playoffs that we picked because, like we said, a lot of this feels pretty predictable when it comes to at least the teams that could be in the playoffs. Um, but as we know, injuries, that kind of stuff, breakout players, uh, a lot of things can change. But there are picks for the 2021 NFL season. Always a fun episode. Uh, as again, we will go back and look throughout the season to see where things will veer off course. Hopefully, uh, no one's picks veer off course as, quick, as quickly as my Cowboys pick of winning the Super or getting to the Super Bowl last year. That one went down pretty quickly. Um, hopefully, that won't be the case this year, and we'll see how things stay on track. But Dylan, uh, the season gets ready to start here. It's here. It's arrived, and uh, we will see the Bucks and the aforementioned Cowboys 
in action, my NFC Championship pick from last year. Uh, that will be the opening game on Thursday night and uh, all sorts of coverage over Clutch Points to get everyone ready for the season and for their fantasy drafts, which, like we said, we'll be doing our Clutch Points fantasy draft uh, here on, well, actually, I think when people listen to this episode. So uh, we've been doing this yeah. uh, this week before the season starts. So, uh, yeah, be sure to let everybody know where they can find all of that. Yeah, if you're doing any last-minute drafts, we still have a fantasy football uh, tab at the top of the homepage at clutchpoints.com. All of our fantasy content there. Tons of breakdowns for you to help you with your draft in terms of this, um, the games themselves. Tons of previews for every single team for the entire season. We have game previews uh, from different angles for each team, betting previews for each game. And also, we've been doing a series on X-Factors for every team uh, for the entire season. So look all that at um, the Clutch Points app on the NFL section there. Or if you go to the NFL section on the website, you can find all of that content. And, yeah, excited. We'll, but, yeah, we got our fantasy draft tomorrow. We'll have our the – also, by the time you're listening to this, we'll also be recording our, our week one preview. So uh, it's things are moving fast. But, yeah, we're about just over 48 hours at this moment as we're recording away from opening kickoff. It's going to be – a lot of fun, fans back, and all that good stuff. Uh, can't, yeah, really can't wait, man. Yeah, gonna be a lot of fun, and uh, like you said, we'll. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about our fantasy stuff coming up here <laughs> soon. Uh, we we will give you the rundown of who we selected and all that. As I mentioned earlier, uh, in another league, I got a lot of Rams uh, spread out there. I've even got Greg Zerline, of course, with the Cowboys yes. now, a former Rams player. Like I'm just. I've got Rams everywhere, so uh, a lot of Rams on the uh, the fantasy unit there, and uh, we'll talk more about our picks once we actually make them uh, in the Clutch Points League. But, yeah, check everything out there at Clutch Points. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use. Search for Stabs to Pass. And uh, thanks, as always, to the fine folks at Blue Wire for all they do, and thank you, as always, for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time here on the Establish the Pass podcast.